word hope means to believe that something good can happen. I'm Heather, and this is my sister Beth. Separated by the pandemic and living on different continents, we wanted to do something together to encourage ourselves and our friends. 10 Minute Hope Show was born. This is a place for stories of hope to encourage us along the way. We are so glad you're here. Hello. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the show. We're glad that you're here today. Hi, Beth. Hey, Heather. How's it going? Good. How Um, are you? I'm great. And I'm super duper excited about this story. Can't wait to hear it. So thank you. Share your story with us. All right. So today I am going to be sharing um, about Amy Carmichael. So Amy Carmichael story begins. Amy Carmichael's story begins when she was a little girl. So she grew up in Northern Ireland in the mid 1800s. And she was a little girl who believed that God answered prayer. And so she had a very important prayer that she wanted to pray. So one night she gets, goes in her room, kneels down by her bed and she prays her prayer. And she says, dear God, please make my brown eyes blue. She always wanted blue eyes. And so she prayed and she asked God to change her eyes from brown to blue. And she got in bed and she was all excited because she knows she knew God answers prayer. And so she thought, all right, when I wake up, my eyes are going to be blue. And so she woke up in the next morning and she ran to look in the mirror and her eyes were still brown. And she was very disappointed about this. And so the answer to that prayer was no. God said, no, I'm not going to change your eyes, brown, brown eyes to be blue. Um, But the reason for this no was to become crystal clear years later. And that's the story that I have for you today. Dun, dun, dun. Are you intrigued? I'm so excited. All right. So um, Amy worked with lots of different um, people on the fringes her whole life. So when she lived, I think it was in Belfast in the city, when she was sort of an older teenager and she worked with women on the fringes, um, then she felt called to Japan and where she taught and um, taught about prayer and how God answers prayer. She was in China for a little while, then in Sri Lanka, but then eventually the bulk of her work for her life ended up being in India. All right. So when she was in India, she wore a sari Mm -hmm. because, which is the Indian, beautiful Indian dress. I have a sari Mm -hmm. from when I was in India. It is purple um, that I, I mean, I haven't worn it like recently, but anyway, so Amy was once doing evangelism and sharing the gospel message about how Jesus loves us. And he died to save us from our sin. And this old woman was listening. And then she suddenly got distracted by Amy's British jacket. And she was like, couldn't get her, this woman back on track. And so she realized, actually, I need to take the dress of the people, what the people are wearing. I need to look like them so that I'm not distracting from the message of light and life that I'm trying to bring to their lives. And so she wore the Indian, Indian sari, and she would travel around with a group of Indian women, Mm -hmm. um, sharing the gospel in different villages. And in some places, people were very open to the message of light that she was preaching to them from the Bible. And in some places, not so much, but she always found that the children were open to hear from this woman in the blue sari, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But one day she was traveling out with her friends and um, she felt the Holy Spirit tell her that she needed to go back to her home village. So she went back to her home village. And while she was there, a little girl um, came pounding on the door and came inside. And this little girl had escaped from the temple in the village. Now, Amy found out over time 
that there was um, some practices in, in India at that time that were actually um, very sad and very damaging to children. And this was that, this is, that's what the, this is what that is. Um, if there was a woman who was poor, whose husband had died, who um, couldn't afford to care for her children, sometimes she would sell them to the temple. Now this temple, um, was, a you know, a building where there were stone idols inside, you know, pieces of stone carved to look like something. And, um, this is where the people would worship their gods, lowercase G and, um, the workers who worked in the temple, they would sometimes buy babies or, or little girls from impoverished mothers. And, um, then, so the moms would essentially sell them to the temple and never see them again, never again in their whole life. Would they ever see their child? And, um, then the child was essentially a slave in the temple for the rest of her life. And, um, this also was, um, there was also a lot of temple prostitution that happened um, with these little girls. So obviously very dark. Um, this, you know, India was ruled by Britain at the time, England, um, but they were, the British, you know, rulers were, were blind or not willing to see this practice. And um, it was just sort of generally accepted in Indian culture that this is something that would happen. This was an option that people could have. So Amy found out about this and she started to try to rescue these girls. Right. And so she prayed, God, what can I do? How can I rescue these girls? And so her and her friends and the people that worked with her would sometimes hear about a, um, a widow who was, who's thinking about selling their baby to the temple. And so they would go and talk to her first and they would offer this other option. So Amy stopped going around traveling and doing evangelism. She stayed home in India. They say the mother ties the feet, the children tie the feet of the mother. And so she said, I'm going to stay home and I'm going to care for these children. Um, and they would call her Amma, which means mother in Tamil, which is the language they speak there. So um, anyway, so she would find out about these children somehow. Sometimes people would bring her disabled children that they weren't able to or weren't willing to care for um, and things like that. But the brown eyes came into very big play here because one thing that Amy was able to do is she wore her Indian sari, she had brown eyes, and she she learned one day that if she dabbed coffee or tea on her on her light skin, then she could dye her skin brown. And she spoke fluent Tamil by this time, so she sounded Indian. Now she could make herself look Indian. And then she was permitted entrance into places where a British Irish woman would never be allowed in. So she could go into the temples and she could find out because what happened is they would, the little girls didn't live at the temple. They would live at the temple women's house, which was somewhere in the village. And so they had to kind of like do undercover work and figure out like what, where they were living and how to do, you know, things like that. And they, they weren't going to steal these girls away, but they could figure out ways to, um, to invite the girls to come or things like that, all these different ways. And she would pray and ask God to open the doors that were closed and open eyes that were blind anyway. So, um, so many, many, many children ended up coming into her care and they ended up, um, through prayer and through many people's donations, um, were built buildings. Like Amy said, at one point, there is a guy who, who only wanted to donate to evangelism. And she said, doesn't he understand that souls are fastened onto bodies? We need buildings. You can't just pitchfork souls into heaven. Like you have to care for someone's whole person. And so, um, through like, whenever she had a need, she would pray and ask God for the money that she needed. And, um, he, he provided. And so she cared for many, many children. And so um, the end of the story is that Donover Fellowship, which is what her compound was called, is still going today. So if you look up Amy Carmichael, 
Donover Fellowship, you can go visit it. It's still happening. So it opened in 1901 and in 2022, they're still caring for, for now little girls who need a home and there's a hospital and they do community development and um, they do leprosy ministry. There's still things that are happening. So um, I have a few quotes from Amy that she said, let us not be surprised when we have to face difficulties. When the wind blows hard on a tree, the roots stretch and grow the stronger. Let it be so with us. Let us not be weaklings, yielding to every wind that blows, but strong in spirit to resist. And not our own spirit, right? Let's just talking about the spirit of God. There's only one way of victory. This is a second quote. There's only one way of victory over the bitterness and rage that comes naturally to us. To will what God wills brings peace. And then the last one is, if you are ever inclined to pray for a missionary, do it at once, wherever you are. Perhaps he may be in great peril at that moment. And I love that. And I think that's true of anyone. If you ever feel the urge to pray for anyone, just do it then. Mm-hmm. So that is, so um, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Do you have a Bible verse for us? I do. So what really stands out to me from Amy's life is um, that her treasure was these little girls. Like they were her treasure that they, she was looking, she was, you know, other people wouldn't have even noticed them. They were like garbage to other people, you know, like really is how they treated them. But to Amy, they were treasures. These little girls that were hidden away and needed help were treasures. And um, she would hunt for them and find them. Right. And so this verse is what comes to mind. This is um, Matthew 6, 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break up and break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart shall be also. And her, that's, her treasure was these little girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was Jesus talking, right? In the, yeah, that was Jesus talking. Bible yeah. Verse. yeah. Wow, that was really great. Thank you so much for sharing that with okay. us, Heather. Yeah. Do you want to pray for us? Yes. Yes. All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much for this story. And thank you for um, Heather sharing it with us. And Lord, help us to um, not store up our treasures on earth, but to store up our treasures in heaven and um, to just work hard for you, Lord, and to um, trust you for the things that um, we can't do ourselves. Mm-hmm. And help us to just be obedient to um to what you bring across our path that we need to do father that we need to work the work that we need to do <clears throat> so we love you and um, we just ask for your blessing on everyone listening in jesus name amen um also the the practice of temple spying children was outlawed um before the end of amy's life and if you'd like to find out more about amy carmichael there's um, a great book called a chance to die by elizabeth elliott And Amy also was quite unwell in the last years of her life. So she wrote 18 books, I believe. So one book called Gold Cord is a really good book um, about her life in Donover and work. Um, So there's lots of writing you can read from her as well. So anyway. Awesome. Thank you, Heather. Yes, thank you. Um, Thanks for for watching. Thanks for listening, you guys. And um, we hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.